When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the 415ers. We have only one subject every time, all the time. Your San Francisco 49ers. I don't know the facts. News, analysis, and a whole lot more. From lifelong San Francisco residents, oh, what a bonanza. Your hosts, Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky. Well, what do you know? What do you know? Just in case you couldn't get enough of Shasky and Bonte, well, guess what? We're back in your face with the introduction and the inaugural 415ers podcast that you can check out on the Odyssey app. Subscribe to the 415ers podcast uh, on the Odyssey app. And, of course, the 415ers podcast feed. You want to do that as well. Look, we had overtime back in the day. We're moving on. We're, 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 tur- we're turning the page here. It's a whole new chapter of 49ers podcasting with Joe Shaska, the Butcher, and Bonte Hill. And, yes, we just got off the air with the morning roast. We know it's Warrior season, but we do need our 49er fix. And there's a lot of there's a lot going on with the 49ers. I mean, Bonte. It is just night and day, man. But we finally have clarity with Debo Samuel because he's following the Niners head on Instagram. <laughs> Yay! He's still a Niner. This has been one of the weirdest off seasons I can remember. Like the first time in my adult life as a 49er fan, I couldn't care about the draft any less. Like I literally couldn't care about the draft. And normally it's one of the things I get most fired up about during the season. Think about where we were at the end of January on the doorstep of the Super Bowl with Debo Samuel carrying this team as far as he possibly could with, you know, at times good quarterback play in the late in the season with with Trey coming in in the Texans game and Jimmy maybe having his greatest week ever against the Rams in the second half and then not doing anything from the quarterback position for almost three full playoff games. Debo was the guy who carried them. And then to have all this offseason drama, Jimmy goes through the shoulder surgery. He's now untradeable. (laughs) And now they're stuck with him. And then the Debo saga, the draft felt like an afterthought for me. So I know everyone's rolling their eyes. Debo's following the Niners. This is the most important player on the offense right now for me. Right, yeah, Debo Samuel, of course. We heard all kind of rumors. He didn't get enough money. He didn't like the contract offer. We heard that it wasn't about money, that it was deeper than that. And, you know, he wanted to be traded. He demanded a trade, according to ESPN's Jeff Darlington. And draft day, the only suspense for 49er fans was whether or not he's going to get traded. And the New York Jets apparently offered the number 10 overall pick, which they sent to Garrett Wilson with, the young man out of Ohio State to play wide receiver, we thought, man, the 49ers are really going to listen to trade offers. And apparently they wanted the Kings ransom, and they, as they should. Debo Samuel's the first player in NFL history to have over 1,500 yards receiving and 500 yards rushing. We heard that Debo didn't want to run the football anymore. Well, the Niners decided to take a running back in the third round out of LSU that we'll get to in a little bit later. So I don't know what the situation was. Debo singing songs on Instagram. He's on following the 49ers. He's tweeting nonstop. Did you have Odell Beckham Jr. tweeting on his behalf? which really got weird. But that was odd. Are, that was very odd. You don't want Odell Beckham Jr. speaking for you. But here we are on May 6th, recording the 
Forward Vibers podcast. And Debo Samuel still a 49er, and he's following the 49ers again on Instagram. So as long as Debo Samuel is there week number one as a yeah. 49er wearing number 19, I could care less about all this stuff. But things got a little dicey there with Debo. It felt like that a move could have been made by the 49ers. You know, it, I, I've heard all the economists tell me, oh, wide receiver's not worth X or Y or Z, or this guy got this. A.J. Brown got $100 million and $50 million guaranteed, and you can't give Debo that kind of money. When you draft a guy in the second round, you want to get married to him. When you get the production that they've gotten from Debo Samuel out of it, that's a game changer on your offense. And I just look at it from this standpoint. When I look at Trey Lance and what's going to give him the best possibility to reach full maturation, that has Debo Samuel involved in it. You have to have him and Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Trent Williams in a good offensive line. All of those things are going to make the job of the quarterback that much easier. And so when you've built this organization around trading multiple picks to go up and select Trey Lance as high as you did, surrendering right. more ammunition than this organization's ever done in any trade, you have to put that guy in a position to succeed. So whether it's a one-year deal right now because he's got the, the fourth year, the final year of his contract, and then they have the franchise tag in their back pocket, whether they can extend him or not, for 2022, they are better with Debo Samuel on the field so that Trey Lance can have a fighter's chance to be a good quarterback. Yeah, it was imperative that the 49ers made amends or made amends with Debo Samuel here moving forward because you're right. I mean – Look, Debo Samuel, we know how effective he was last year. He was their offense, especially in the postseason. You think of the yeah. Dallas Cowboys game. After the interception by Kwal Williams, Debo Samuel yelling at Shanahan, get me the football. And what does he do <laughs> on the first play? He takes the football. It goes in unscored. Mm-hmm. They're happy going crazy at Jerry's Palace down in Dallas, Texas. Green Bay game. I need a first down. Debo yeah. Samuel's in the backfield, third and seven. Boom, Debo Samuel gets you a tough, tough, First down in the snow gets the LA Rams. Debo Samuel, we need to get him to rock somehow. What does he do? He scores a touchdown. I had that place off the chain at SoFi Stadium. So Debo Samuel, and you look at all the Super Bowl teams too, Shasky. The Rams have multiple weapons. The Bengals yeah. have multiple weapons, whether it's Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, or mm-hmm. Joe Mixon, multiple weapons. The year before Tampa Bay, multiple weapons. Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin. I mean, you had a plethora of weapons. The Kansas City Chiefs, we knew about Tyreek Evans, excuse me, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and their running back situation and Pringle. And what they had weapons everywhere. Nicole Hardman. Weapons. McCall Hardman, yeah. that young man out of Georgia. Having Debo Samuel alongside George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk, oh, who's a budding superstar, all the one-on-one Debo sees. You want to double Debo? Well, guess what? George Kittle's running down the seam. You want to double George Kittle? Well, guess what? Debo Samuel running one-on-one. Oh, if you want to double both those guys, well, I got Brandon Ayuk on the backside running deep post or comeback routes. So having Debo alongside, and not to mention Jawan Jennings. I love yeah. this kid right out of SMU, which we'll get to in a second. You need all the weapons you can have for a second-year quarterback in Trey Lance. You want to make life as easy as possible for him. Give him the playmakers. He has a running back tandem mm-hmm. in the backfield with a use check. And, of course, Elijah Mitchell back there. So Trey Lance needs all the help he can get and have a Debo. Like trading away Debo Samuel just for a second. We thought the Buckner trade was bad PR for the 49ers, <laughs> right? Remember, we all remember where we were when Buckner got traded to the coach. Trading Debo Samuel. After the season that he had, uh-huh. would have been 
devastating to this franchise. Absolutely devastating because already in his three years in the NFL, Debo Samuel's become a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. We're already hitting him with some of the greatest receivers of all time in 49ers history. Debo is one of us, and he's so unique that if he would have been traded after the Jimmy Garoppolo shenanigans that we'll get out with him, this fan base would have been broken, Chasky. There's no doubt. I mean, look, the guy came out with a boombox with Trent Williams and every single 49er fan downloaded Kodak Black's entire album, his entire catalog after that one. I mean, Super Gremlin was played nonstop. I think the 49er fans alone made a million bucks for Kodak Black off that one song. And that's because of Debo Samuel. So, look, here's the other thing. You talked about use check and Kittle. We all know, Niner fans know, they give you a schematic advantage as a play caller when you're Kyle Shanahan because are you going to run the ball down a team's throat or are you going to run that play action? Well, now if you wrinkle in Debo Samuel on the jet sweeps, putting him in the backfield, think of all of the schematic advantages now you have with this weaponry. And then you add in the element that we really didn't see for final eight, nine weeks, which is that stretch boot, which I expect them to to bring back into the fold with Trey Lance, it's options galore. I think you're putting tremendous pressure on a defense to try to account for all the weapons. And again, it goes back to Trey Lance. It makes his job easier when you have all of these pieces and these chess spots on the board because you're making defenses account for that. Well, well you're, you're spot on with that with the with the boot game because, I look, we had Mike, Michael Lombardi on the morning roast not too long ago, and he was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, the play-action pass to the boot game. I didn't see much of that. No. I saw a lot of it with Trey Lance starting in the first preseason game against Kansas City when he hit Prince Shirtfield when he goes to the left hash on the boot and throws it all the way back to the right side of the football field for an 81-yard touchdown. We saw Trey Lance roll out when he hit Debo Samuel deep down the football field against the Houston Texans in a game the Niners had to win. Trey Lance is going to be special, and he's more pocket quarterback than running quarterback. I think we learned that early and often last season with Trey Lance. But then you also think about Debo Samuel, all the routes he can run, the jet sweep stuff. But the money, that's the next element to mm-hmm. the situation. Now, the fact that he's following the 49ers uh, on Instagram, it bodes well, I think, in today's day and age. Everybody loves social media. These players, we all have to adjust to it. What they do on social media is a reflection of how yeah. they're feeling about certain things. It's been proven time and time again over the last five years. The money for Debo Samuel. We saw A.J. Brown traded on draft day. I thought the Titans panicked. It traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles. Now, the Eagles turn around an hour later, give A.J. Brown a four-year, $100 million deal with $57 million guaranteed. What is appropriate for Debo Samuel? Is that the benchmark for Debo? Four years, $100 million, 57 guaranteed? Where are we at in terms of money when it comes to Debo Samuel? To me, he's in that ballpark, right? I mean, you want to say he's a couple million over, a couple million less? Like, okay, as long as they're all in the same ballpark, that's the key for me because you you can't be, hey, we're talking 50. No, 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 we're actually talking $30 million guaranteed. That's 20 million off. That, to me, means, you know, you're probably not going to be able to find a happy middle ground. If we're a couple million off in either direction, it feels like a deal can get done. Here's what I would say. I don't know what the financial specifics are. The A.J. Brown deal, whether you think A.J.'s a better wide receiver or Debo's a better football player, we can all admit we're splitting hairs here. They're both very, very, very good players, and they're very comparable to one another. So I feel like the money should all be in the same thing. I'm just looking at it from the 49ers' perspective. I think publicly, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Publicly, 
I feel like they've done a pretty good job navigating the situation, not panicking, not saying anything specific, whether it's Lynch or Shanahan, to alienate the player. This is the natural progression of negotiations. And I do believe Debo Samuels camp, to some degree, is a little impatient. And I understand why they are because of the physical style that he plays. But isn't this kind of part of the give and take of a, of a negotiation? So, like, yeah. I know we're losing our minds, but I actually kind of – I'm kind of happy with how the organization has put their foot down and said, no, 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 we're going to get a deal done. We're not right. going to do it on your timeline. We're going to find a way to do this. And we're not trading you away. No, I, I think John Lynch not saying anything the week of the draft about the mm. Samuel situation helped. Kyle Shanahan during the draft speaking to the media saying, hey, look, I know Debo well. I haven't talked to him in more than two weeks. I haven't talked to him much this offseason. Yeah. But we'll be fine once we get into the same room. And you think about George Kittle, Fred Water Jr., they all signed their deals in August when they got back to training camp. So it's just about getting Debo back mm. in California, back to Santa Clara, back inside of 4949, 80 DeBartolo way, and, and working out the contract and working out the deal and making amends because Debo's important to the 49ers, but the 49ers are also important to Debo. My question was like, Debo, you're playing under Kyle Shanahan, one of the brightest minds in all mm. of football. Life is going to be easy for you. And without Garoppolo, it's going to get easier for you. You mm -hmm. don't have to do all the jet sweep stuff. You don't need to be in the backfield every single play to try to make a play. And you can run deep shots. You're going to get opportunities deep down the field to make numerous plays well, for these offense. Two of the bigger plays for Debo Samuel this year, one where the ball traveled the farthest on any pass that he was completed to was in the Texans game on that deep uh, boot action that you referenced earlier. The second one was on that broken kind of scramble play where no one was guarding Debo, and boom, Trey Lance hits him over the top in the Seattle game, and he runs for another 50 yards. That's going to make his job a lot easier than those slant five-yard passes across the middle into congested windows where he has to take a hit and then run past a bunch of guys those are much harder and i think that also the those particular plays factor in to the amount of drops he had last year because a lot of people were kind of diluting his importance because of the drops the catch difficulty yeah well the catch difficulty catch it behind your back it's ridiculous uh, with Jimmy yeah with a linebacker squaring you up we, we all cited the numbers of all the receivers who dropped yeah. passes. a lot of them were the greatest players in the league yeah. Dropping passes. Devontae Jamar Chase. Jamar yep. Chase. Remember that was the biggest thing going into, uh, into the regular season with Jamar Chase? Oh, man, he can't catch football. And Jamar <laughs> was like, yeah, it's different. You know, they had the stripes in college, and I'm not used to the laces. Well, you know what? He got accustomed to the laces real quick. In yeah, the NFL. Jamar Chase had one of the greatest rookie seasons we've ever seen in the NFL. So the whole, oh, Debo dropped 12 passes. Well, he also received over 1,500 yards, and he yeah. rushed for another 500. And he was the offense in the postseason. Mm -hmm. So Debo Samuel will be fine. I think to your point about the contract, 57 million. We're splitting hairs here. Give four years, 90 million, four years, 100 million. The cap is going to go up. Exactly. Uh, it's going to explode, well, explode. And you have Trey Lance on this rookie deal to yeah. where you have the wiggle room to make something happen. I don't want Debo to lose because, again, it would have been devastating to trade him with this fan base because he's a Niner. He is yeah. homegrown. And mm -hmm. we've been dying for a wide receiver that has been picked in the draft to blossom like Jerry Rice, to blossom like Terrell Owens. We were disappointed with Crabtree. Let's be honest here. The Crabtree experiment. One good year. It's okay. One year of a thousand yards. And now yeah. you can blame that on a quarterback. You can blame that on an offense. 
But let's be honest, the Crabtree tenure was underwhelming. I agree. Bolden yeah. maybe had more of an impact no, on the than Crabtree. We've been Bolden. dying for a wide receiver to blossom as a draft pick. And Debo Samuel is a second-round draft pick who we all wanted out here. A lot of people, we argue back and forth about DK and Debo. We end up seeing Debo Samuel. He is a 49er. This guy needs to retire a 49er, yeah. Shazzy. I'm, I'm with you. And you referenced uh, you know, Anquan Bolden. He's the only wide receiver – that the 49ers have had wide receiver to go thousand yards back-to-back seasons since T.O. And then on the drop thing, one last little cherry on the top of this Sunday, T.O. was once told that he couldn't catch the ball. (laughs) Jerry Rice was told he couldn't catch the ball. I remember T.O. had a famous line to one of the beat writers, and he said, yeah, you know, T.O., they say that you can't catch the ball. You know what I said? Well, I did catch a flight to Honolulu, and that's the Pro Bowl. (laughs) That was one of the greatest slides Ever of all <laughs> time, flights to Honolulu for it's the so throw ball, that and that's picture. and that's Debo Samuel. Like, yeah. look, you're gonna drop the ball here and there, like that. That does happen, and I expect him to clean that up. But I go back to degree of difficulty. He's going over the middle, getting sandwiched, reaching back. Every guy is gonna have a drop here and there. That's yeah. what separates the Larry Fitzgeralds from just the really, really, really good guys. Like that happens, but. He more than makes up for it in the yards after catch. I mean, it's tough when you're catching medicine balls from a quarterback right <laughs> over the middle of the field. You're getting decapitated. All right. 